Raider power rankings, and they're not going to be very high. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. Drake Toll from ESPN Central. Texas, that is Philip Slavin. You know his voice. 1012 Network. Thanks for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Uh, Philip, I saw your power rankings come out this week with 1012. Mine have come out as well. They are now on the screen. My man, we are two weeks in. Two weeks in. What do you make of this whole Big 12 conference thing? Here's what I'll say. Um, I have tried to make sure that my rankings are purely and simply influenced by what's actually happened on the field so far. Like okay. it's hard to complete. You so can't, not, this is not records. Well, no, 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 but it is not just records based. It is yeah. what have you done? What is your resume? Because mm-hmm. I'm at this point, like I know oh, this a team has lost. They're obviously should be at the bottom of the rankings. Like, right. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I have TCU ahead of Oklahoma state. I got TCU seventh and Oklahoma state eighth. Oklahoma state's two and oh, Shouldn't they be ahead of, of TCU? Like, I don't know if there's any Oklahoma State fans are going to be like, no, 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 no. That's going to argue with me about OSU not being super high in the rankings right now. And TCU, like, Colorado's good. That was a close game. Yeah, TCU's got problems. But if Colorado's good, that's not a bad loss. And so, like, I, I you, you can't completely erase preseason thoughts and bias and stuff. But, right. like, I prefer rankings that actually, like, what have you done? Like, what If you're still ranking Alabama ahead of Texas – after week two, yeah, like, we're going to revoke your your ranking privileges, such as the ESPN and their FPI and all that. Flip, Philip, I don't have a cool graphic for you. This is what I have. This is, <laughs> this is your Big Twelve power ranking, where you have moved the Baylor Bears to thirteen. You have Houston at fourteen, notably Cincinnati at three, Kansas at four. Both of those teams above Oklahoma, who you've now dropped down. Uh, UCF at six, TCU behind UCF, Oklahoma State at eight, BYU nine, Texas Tech at ten. Iowa State 11, uh, and then West Virginia in the bottom three, as many have, along with Baylor and Houston. Give me, first and foremost, Cincinnati, Kansas, in your top five, above Oklahoma. Let me let me preface this. Um, I hate rankings. I'm okay. doing this because I run a podcast and a podcast network, and we have to get attention and get clicks. and things. What a fun and, like, little stipulation you put here just, is, look just, at my no. rankings. Now, now remember, now, I hate these. No, no, but let me, let me clarify. I, yes. I prefer tier systems over rankings, but nobody cares about tier systems. They want to know how you rank something one through whatever, Correct. right? So we're going to do one through 14 in this case. Um, Texas is number one, and they're a clear number one. Kansas mm-hmm. State's a pretty easy number two. There's a little bit of a drop off from basically three through six. And I would make a case for three through seven, just because again, if we really think Colorado is good, TCU, not that bad, but right. like three, the distance between three and six is negligible. Um, I'm mm-hmm. giving Cincinnati credit because they blasted their FCS team. You can't give a team. You deserve credit for doing the thing you're supposed to do. If you right. play an overmatched FCS team and you, Molly whop them. Like I'm going to give you credit for doing the thing you're supposed to do. And then they went on the road and beat a power five team. Like that's, that's good. Um, Kansas, you have beaten FCS team Stanley and then you beat Illinois. I know Illinois closed the gap, but like that offense is fun. Oklahoma, you beat the probably worst uh, team in the FBS in, in Arkansas state and destroyed them. 
they put up three more points against Memphis than you did. I don't like, I, I like congrats. You did what you're supposed to do. And then you struggled with an SMU team that I still don't know much about. So like, and then you get to UCF who I think I had second last week and then dropped to six and UCF fans are like, how could you do this? I'm like, the difference again is not that much. You went on the road, you beat Boise. That's a good win. It's a quality win against a G5 opponent that we have stopped acting like is the Chris Peterson-led Boise State team and might just be a good Boise State team, even if it's a hard place to win. So, like, at this point, don't be shocked if week three rankings come out and it's drastically a different again, because if you're doing a ranking system that is majorly based on what's actually happening through the the season, yeah. then you're going to see giant swings week one to week two to week three. Like the smaller movements will come in the week nine, 10, 11, 12, but early in the season, like we've got very vastly different situations and who you've played and who you've beaten. It's going to have a big effect on a ranking. Philip, it's tough to argue when you talk about the bottom teams in the big 12 right now, Houston is there after a loss to rice. West Virginia, we already expected to struggle this year. Iowa State, the same. The Baylor Bears, shocking everybody with how bad they are. Uh, Really, really stinky. Number 13 in yours and number 13 in mine. Uh, A spot up from last week, might I add, (laughs) because of Houston's loss to Rice. So you got four teams that seem to be squarely the worst in this league. Do you see any of those, any room for movement with those four squads? Out of the bottom four, or just like within amongst each other. Out of the bottom four, okay. let's see like if anybody I, like, can surprise us. Sure, they can tango with each other down there yeah, all they want. Yeah. I of those four, like, could Houston turn things around? Maybe. Um, with West Virginia, here's how I'll do this. Um, Houston's in the bottom until they do anything to justify getting moved out of it. Yeah. Um, Which would be winning, I'm assuming, right? Uh, this is uh, like, a, oh, they played well against somebody. They got to they gotta, they gotta be either somebody of note or they've got to have a couple weeks of playing well. This is, I mean, I know they started 1-0, and but they didn't look great against a UTSA team that played way out of sorts of what we expect. Frank Harris Jr. does not look great. Um, Baylor they're gonna have a hard time. Like I, 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 I thought I'm less concerned about Baylor than Texas Tech of the 0 and 2 teams thus far. Yeah. Or I'm less concerned with Texas Tech than Baylor because, like with Baylor, like not only does the team seem to have some issues and seems all over the map, you don't have Blake Shapen back for a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, depending upon when he comes back is gonna kind of determine how the season goes. West Virginia, you lost the team you were supposed to lose to, and you beat the team you were supposed to beat. Yes. Like I of teams in week three that I think we should learn the most about West Virginia is one of them. Mm. Like I understand West Virginia fans being mad about the loss to, to Penn state. You're supposed to lose that game. You beat Duquesne after lightning delay, caught lightning in a bottle. Ha and beat Duquesne. Now you're playing Pitt, who has lost to Cincinnati, a team that we don't know. We just can't get a read on, even though they seem pretty good. Like this is an opportunity for West Virginia to be like, okay, we're we're not terrible. We just lost a team yeah. we we're supposed to lose to in week one that might be a playoff contender. Yeah, Philip, let's circle the one team before we move on into Texas Tech, the land of recruiting. It is all West Texas. Let's let's talk about the maybe the most confusing team to me. West Virginia's up there. This is a prove it week. Uh, but you and I both have BYU kind of that limbo seven to nine realm. 
do we know anything about the BYU Cougars or do we have to wait till the Arkansas game on Saturday? I <laughs> here's the problem. I don't know how I feel about Arkansas. Mm. So I'm going to that game. Ooh. I will be there on Saturday. Um, Arkansas is not in Fayetteville. Um, oh, Arkansas hasn't been that impressive. Yeah. If BYU beats Arkansas, I will feel more confident in BYU. This is going to sound dumb, but I'm going to say it anyways. If BYU loses to Arkansas, depending upon how they lose, hmm. will impact how I feel about it. If they get mollywhopped by an Arkansas team that I'm not sure is all that great. Like, Without Rocket Sanders, too, now. Correct. Then, yeah, BYU is never good. If they lose a close game or they eke out a close win or they get a win, like... I'm going to give you why you credit because it's still a good roster in Arkansas. I, I, BYU is so weirdly disappointing against Sam Houston in week one that I'm just kind of waiting to see them play a, an opponent with a pulse and see how BYU looks. Micah, the Texas Tech Red Raiders and Joey McGuire, it is all West Texas. I don't know where you are right now, but you're in West Texas. I'm in Waco, which is West Texas, and Central Texas is now that they've landed a five-star recruit coming up after the break. We talk about Texas Tech and how they're rocking recruiting in 2024 on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But first... Right now, one of our new sponsors at Locked On, who I'm very excited about, is Jace Medical. And the reason why is because I I have been to the doctor in the last two weeks. That is a true story. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been to the doctor in the last two weeks, had to get something checked out bodily. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 no. We'll call you this afternoon. It's been a week and a half. We'll call you this afternoon. We'll let you know what's going on. We'll figure out a way to move forward. They have not called me, so I don't have any way to move forward. And I have no idea what I would be, you know, if I'm okay or not. I think I'm okay. But right now, Jace Case can provide possibly life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. So don't be caught unprepared. Jace is the place to go. So right now, you can save more than $360 by getting life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code Locked On. $20 off by using the code Locked On. So save money, already $360, by getting antibiotics with Jace Medical, but also $20 more off with code Locked On. That's Jace. J-A-S-E medical.com. So right now, save that money at Jace Medical. Their life-saving antibiotics. This product is something that it can go, it's right to you. This is this is like a consultation where you don't have to worry about the doctor not calling you back. You don't have to worry about waiting in line or an appointment or any of that stuff. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace Medical, save money with Jace Medical today. Philip Slavin, 1012 Network, Raider Power. You and, I, you and I talked off air. Joey McGuire is the best high school coach who coaches a college football team in the best way possible. You see how he resonates with recruits. He's got a, a, the verbiage he brings off, has a very rough and tumble Friday night in Texas to it. And now here he's gone landing the number 13 prospect in America, Hudson, Micah Hudson, over teams like Texas. Does this solidify? Now, they're number one in 2024. Does this help solidify Texas Tech as the recruiting juggernaut in the new Big 12? No. Ah! No. Now, let me, let me, let me give the positivity and the optimism and the new, nice things real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Micah Hudson is somebody that Joey McGuire and his staff have been on from the moment they arrived in Lubbock. 
Baylor's back in the middle, by the way, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, they've been all over this kid. Um, I think he's a little bit different, and I, and I mean that in a good way. Um, yeah. I, I've seen the Instagram post, some Texas fan commenting at him, and his his quote was, I don't care about money. Money don't move me. When you die, you're not going to have none of it. I got a real relationship with all the coaches, and I want me and my future teammates to change the dynamic of the program and get it back to where it belongs. Just like y'all want Texas to be back, it's the same thing. So here's the thing. Vocal high schooler, by the way. Yeah. Like this is big for Texas Tech and they should celebrate. They should enjoy. They should have fun. This is awesome. This is the highest rank recruit they've ever had. This is a huge thing for Texas Tech and I'm thrilled for them. And I hope he is as awesome and dynamic of a player as everyone expects him to be. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the comps that I've been hearing from just like an impact kind of thing are like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't like this. This is not coming from me. Don't like, I'm not saying that's who he is. I just like, that's the kind of impact he can have. He could be the next Michael Crabtree for Texas tech. Like that's, that's the level. It's one guy. And, and where this will matter is if he starts a trend of players wanting to come to Texas tech, can he recruit more guys of his caliber to Lubbock. This, this, this edition doesn't move Texas tech out of Lubbock. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change their checkbook. It doesn't change them being in the big 12 conference and the TV revenue they get. It is big for Texas tech to get this guy, but we've seen plenty of teams land big recruits. Let's talk about Eli Drinkowitz at Missouri in the SEC with that SEC money. Drinkowitz gets to keep Uh-oh. his job because he lands these guys every year that everyone's super jacked about that he doesn't actually do anything with them. Yeah. Getting Micah Hudson is awesome for Texas Tech and I'm thrilled for them and they should be celebrating. End of story, period, done. But it doesn't mean necessarily anything. Joey's been doing a good job and his staff have done a good job recruiting in Texas. I do think they are building something. I do think that they're going to continue to recruit at a high level and it's going mm-hmm. to continue to rise. But I don't know that there's any program in the new Big 12 that is going to just dominate everyone else from a recruiting standpoint because there's just nobody with the history. There's nobody with the revenue advantage. There's no, like, maybe it will happen, but I'm going to have to see it to believe it because I could say four or five different teams that given the right scenarios could be the team to do it. And Texas Tech has never been the team to do it. So it would be new for them to become that. Yeah. How, Philip, so first, before I get to this question, UCF is at two right now in 2024 per 24 seven. And they are at like a slight, there's a gap there, a little bit of a gap between Texas Tech and UCF, then a, a sizable gap before you get to Arizona. Jed Fish at three, then TCU, then Cincinnati, then West Virginia, then Kansas. Philip, we have yet to get to Iowa State or Baylor or Oklahoma State or BYU or Colorado or Kansas State or Utah. Those teams all below Kansas. So it's really, to me, it's like tough to tell right now what the actual recruiting rankings will, will shake out as because the transfer portal has become so prevalent right now if you have the number one recruiting class in high school you got you know 25 high schoolers coming in that are 18 or 25 juniors from western kentucky coming in there's a very big difference do you think joy mcguire has the ability to recruit the transfer portal well enough to possibly bring texas tech into that big dog conversation uh, despite the focus on high school recruits yeah the problem is that there's so many school 
Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Baylor, Houston, TCU. Now you can make a case for, I guess, SMU if you want to. There's now so many P5, P4. We're going to use air quotes for SMU yeah, here. I'll take that. Texas teams that are all trying to recruit Texas hard, along with everybody else in the country who's recruiting Texas. Oh, by the way, Colorado is going to start recruiting Texas more at a higher pace because 100%. of Dion. Arizona and Arizona State are going to want to recruit Texas more aggressively. You've got everyone in the SEC who comes into Texas. Like, and the other thing of, well, we, we're going to sell these Texas kids on we're a place to come to to come home. Well, TCU's yeah. doing that. SMU's going to, like, everyone's doing that. And so, like, I don't know that, like, Texas and Texas A&M are going to kind of get what they want. Like, yes, I know. There's a five-star recruit going to Texas Tech. I just mean, like, I don't know how Texas Tech is going to say, we're going to outdo this thing that everyone else who's a P5 school in the state of Texas is also trying to do. Right. Um, I, I don't know that they can do that. Uh, because what Joey McGuire's whole thing is, is finding the diamonds in the rough in the state of Texas because of the relationships that he has with the high school coaches and being able to do a better job of evaluating these kids, getting them in there and developing them and turning them into stars in Lubbock. I don't know. Like, I think they will do fine in the portal, but I don't think that's ever going to be the strategy at Texas Tech. And I don't think it should because you have Joey McGuire. And if you're going Texas portal hard, then I don't think the Joey McGuire experiment is working. Hmm. There it is, Texas Tech. Landed a five-star kid, but does that one recruit change the entire program? There remains to be seen, Philip. And before we close this thing out, on the other side of this break, Colorado, they are real. They are coming on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Oh, guess what time it is? Prime time and game time. Game time is where I go for cheap tickets because, look, the Texas Rangers decided they wanted to be good again. They were really bad, and I stopped watching, and now they're good again, maybe, and they they started winning games. And they couldn't go to the playoffs, so I have been going, trying to go to more games and watch Max Serger throw a baseball. So what do I do? I go to game time because that's where I think to me, and I, I don't know, to me, GameTime.co is where I get cheap baseball tickets. Another cheap for concerts and football. But right now, I've only tried it in baseball. It's worked out really well. They also give you $20 off your first purchase with code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. $20 off your first purchase. So if your baseball ticket is $20, that would mean it's free. Quick math. So right now, Lockdown College is your code at GameTime. Get to see where you're going to sit. Too. They have a picture of it. You can see it. It has... Lowest price is guaranteed. Event cancellation protection. Job loss protection. So if you buy a ticket at 5.30, games at 6, you get laid off at 5.45. Money back. Also, 110% back if you find a cheaper ticket. Get images of your seats. Buy tickets fast. And get your, directly to your phone with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Go to GameTime.co. Use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Download GameTime today. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Philip, Colorado, primetime, Deion Sanders. They have now won two games under Deion. Do we have enough of a sample size with all of his children that he's brought into Boulder, Colorado, to firmly say this is a team that will be very scary in years moving forward in the Big 12? First off, good job uh, for all the SEO. You you used all the keywords to make sure that pops the algorithm uh, likes this oh, yeah. particular episode. Uh, y'all, we, we, we've done this a bit. Um, here's the deal. I don't care about what, what they're doing on the field right now is not what tells me that the program can be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're doing around the field right now is going to set the program up to be successful. And what I mean by that is this, 
That offense is fun as hell. It is a fun team to watch. Heck, if you're a Baylor or BYU fan, continue. Sorry, I, I, Dr. Pepper. Um, huh. Like, people are paying... ESPN and Fox are both sending their game day to Colorado versus Colorado State. Think about yes. that for a second. College game day is yes. going to Colorado, Colorado State. This isn't yeah. some, like, these are two top ten programs. It's just because of Dion. Like, we always wondered how the Dion effect would work, and it's working. But what's more important, if you really pay attention, is the recruiting, as you noted, based off the rankings, like, the high school recruiting's been okay. It hasn't had some immediate effect. Now the players are going. Now they're scheduling official visits and unofficial visits. Now the fours and the fives are going, oh, now I want to go to Boulder. Because now they've actually seen what he has done there. So... He, he can get the guys out of the portal. He did a good job with that. It's going to be easier next year because it's fun. Playing fun offense is a very attractive thing to college football players to be part of something that everyone's talking about, is on national TV all the time, that everyone is wanting to watch, is, is, has a coach who seems like he's, he's very entertaining. And oh, by the way, now you're getting the high school recruits to come as well. And when you get the high school recruits and you can get the transfers, you get to just kind of pick what, whoever you want to be on your team and build from that standpoint. Like, I'm not going to say anyone in the Big 12 is going to be recruiting juggernaut because I don't know how Dion Dion will actually stay at Colorado. Yeah, true, true. But while he is there, the, the results are starting to show up and not just on the wins and losses column. Like, in the recruiting. And that's what's going to really matter for Colorado. Plus, like, how long will you retain those coordinators? Who will, can you keep getting good coordinators in? Like, I have no qualms that Dion put together a very, very good coaching staff. Sean Lewis should have been a Power Five head coach, but no one appreciates – he was, like, runner-up a couple of different jobs over the past mm-hmm. few years. It's just no one appreciates what he did at Kent State. Now, now he's going to go get a head coaching job. Someone's going to hire him. It would not shock me if they did it this offseason. And they should – because I think he's going to be a good head coach. Like he put good coordinators, good coaches in, in Boulder. He has so far been a successful CEO of a college football program. Something you kind of have to do nowadays, especially right. at a bigger program. The crews are starting to pay attention. They're getting the attention. They're fun to watch. Like he's, he's building this in a way that should keep momentum going. And on the recruiting trails where it's going to matter the most. My here's so, and you, you have the same thing here. You don't, you can't root for a single team. As a, as a host of a 10, of 10, 12 network, you are the objective. Here's what the Big 12 is. For me, it's all right. Here, it's same thing. Here is what the Big 12 is. Obviously, I went to Baylor at the same time. If Baylor goes 0-12, I still cover the Big 12. All that to say... Yeah, that's the worst, isn't it? When your team stinks, so you got to cover all of them. <laughs> all, all that to say, uh, when Colorado gets here, I don't want to sound like I'm rooting against them or that I'm rooting against any other Big 12 team, that I'm trying to give favor to any one side here. But I am worried. I think worried is the right word for me, that these Big 12 teams that have been in the Big 12 for decades are not going to be able to keep up with the flash and the pomp and the brand of Colorado, and they get blown away immediately. Because it's just when Colorado walks into Ames, Iowa, I don't see that going well for Iowa State right now. I'm... Okay. Like here, here's the mindset you're going to have to adopt. Um, starting July of 24, they're part of the big 12. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, the attention is going to be on Colorado, but the attention is also going to be on the Big 12 with Colorado in the Big 12 and Dion in the Big 12. And if it forces everyone else to step up their game and recruit better, <clears throat> Mike Gundy, um, then... You don't like Alan Bowman? Come on, man. Is that a, is that a bad thing? <laughs> like, this idea is like, oh, it's going to hurt everybody else because he's just going to out-recruit everyone. Okay, then step it up. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to beat him. You can sit there and fold your arms and be mad like, this is no, I don't... Like, figure it out. That's your job. Head coaches in college football have a lot that they have to do. You're also paid handsomely to do it. And I don't like, this isn't about the fan base. It's like, I get it. You're going to see what he's doing and go, why can't we do that? Well, I mean, he's Dion. There's no one else like Dion. You can't right. copy and paste what's happening with him at Colorado anywhere else. But like, y'all, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, I don't feel bad for everybody. I'm, I'm sorry. Like from a, from a big 12 standpoint and from someone who, you know, is a creator of content, both from my fun job and my real job, like this is incredible content. Like I'm good with this. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Brown did not play in an MLB game and NFL game in the same day. Uh, had he that I know probably, of. I don't I don't <laughs> right I haven't I haven't Wikipedia that so I don't would know. probably go better for him if he did uh, Philip thanks for joining the show today man I've seen a lot of your stuff I saw the BYU uh, soccer interview as well I'm excited about that coming out what's some, what's some of the stuff we can look forward to on 1012 I mean easiest thing is go to 1012network.com T-E-N the number 12 the word network you can find every show in the network we continue to grow the job the goal is to have a show for every single school in the conference yes that means I have to find four more schools between now and uh, July uh, we'll worry about that in, next year but go check out every show uh, we've got every, basically everybody but Iowa State covered at this point I'm working on it everybody I'm, I really I really am if you want to start an Iowa State podcast the Twitter handle is here just DM us we'll, we'll talk um and of course, 1012 Podcast is, is part of the network, and uh, we have a YouTube channel. Yes, uh, fantastic interview about BY Soccer with the color commentator uh, for them. Uh, we have the 1012 Big 12 Special Team Show, where we're literally recapping the biggest moments of the past weekend special teams wise. Uh, we had a former TCU UCF at you, UCF. Uh, well, guess what? Colton Boomer is this week's guest to talk about his game winner and the 55-yarder, which tied the school record. Uh, he is the guest that will be up on the 1012 Podcast YouTube channel on Wednesday Huge. at 5 a.m. Huge. It's That's pers- apparently story. getting kickers to come on shows is fairly easy because nobody ever wants to interview a kicker, and I don't understand why. All right. Well, Colton Boomer's going to be in Lockdown Big 12 on Thursday or Friday, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite player. Of the week last week in the Big 12, 55-yarder. Uh, that's Philip Slavin, 1012 Network. For you, you are you, whoever you are, let's get into your car on YouTube or wherever you are. You are you. That is Philip Slavin. I'm Drake Toll. Thanks for joining Locked On Big 12 and making it your first listen every single day. This has been, it always will be, Locked On. Hey, thanks for making it your first listen every single day again. Dose Grande.